welcome to another Root Issues podcast. I'm Chris, and I'm here with Luke and Steve. Steve is back from his travels. We're excited to have him back in. We are jumping in on that Sunday track of This Is Love series. Um, Steve brought us, wow, Derek brought us the first part one and part two. Now Steve is bringing us a part two mm-hmm. on the whole concept of moving from faith in Jesus to faith like Jesus, like you know having that faith of Jesus, like to calm the sea, to be so secured in what you know is true that nothing rattles you. Mm-hmm. And so Steve's going to kind of take us in. We got three great questions because today we're just building, we're building foundations. Some of these questions are going to be hard, something to think about. We're going to get Luke's opinion and the younger cultures, and we're just going to rattle them around. So yeah. Luke or Steve, take us in. Yeah, absolutely. It's good to be back. And um, I think, boy, just like we were talking about, uh, the culture today is, is faith is under fire, right? And and uh, boy, we just have to go back and, and, and really always, the scripture says to reexamine always our faith. To, you know, are we standing? Uh, are we in Christ? Are we, you know, do we have a sure foundation? And so we just threw out um, back to First John uh, chapter 2, verse 6, that amazing statement John kind of builds up towards that says, if we abide in him, we also ought to walk as he walked. So uh, that's just such a, a major thing is that God's expectation is that we would walk. And it's not just, you know, calming the seas, some of these big things like that. Uh, it starts with, man, am I, the walking, the language there is the word means to live, to behave like Jesus. So it, it begins yeah. with my soul. It begins with yeah. the fruit of the spirit. It begins with my temperament, how I treat people, all those kind of core inner things before we get to the, the uh, outer works, the greater works that obviously Jesus calls us to. Um, and so we just threw out, I threw out three questions, you know, that to hopefully help us evaluate, like, uh, our faith, you know. And hopefully these questions are taken in discipleship groups or, you know, coffee meetings, whatever, just to really get below the surface, uh, in, boy, in my faith. And the, the first one was just, um, out of these three, um, questions is, God will never ask us to be someone or do something. He's not willing to empower us to be or do. And we jumped over in this part two uh, out of First John, went to Romans 7 and 8, where we see this incredible transition of what we were and struggling with to uh, getting into chapter 8 of Romans, where we see this new radical thing that Christ, um, the spirit of life, says free now from this, from the powers of sin and death. And we're to live this whole new life empowered by the Holy Spirit under our new identity that the Spirit comes, and by the Spirit we cry out, Abba, Father. Um, and so just when I come back, I evaluate my faith to really uh, uh, constantly wrestle with this idea, well, well God will never call me to be something or to do something. He is not willing and has already made the provision to empower me to be that person or to do that thing. And um, uh, because I know about y'all, but sometimes it's easy, like, Lord, that's too hard, you know, uh, or man, this really sucks this season I'm in, or gosh, uh, you know, no, I'm just going to have a pee party, or, you know, no, nothing, I, nothing, I'm just, nothing uh, is too hard. And I'm just an intense person, so I'm just, I'm sorry that that person deserves it, whatever it is. Well, I mean, I think the first question we have to ask here is, where do you get your empowerment from? So, Luke, today's culture, the youth. Where do they get their power from? Yeah, where do they get their power from? Where do they get their motivation? Because, I mean, that's basically what we're talking about is this empowerment. 
Mm-hmm. Like, how does one find who they can become? Well, Chris, don't you know empowerment is within you? It's yourself. Okay, it's yourself. <laughs> it's within you. Okay. I mean, you know, I mean, but that that's that's really the question because this one can go deep. I mean, I'm just going to plug a Toby Mac song off mm-hmm. of his new album, Life After Death. You know, he talks about deeper. He just wants to go deeper. He wants to take the conversation deeper. He's tired of the surface talk. But God will never ask us to be someone or to do something, he's not willing to empower us to be and do. So let's just start with the be something, identity. Be something, yeah, Who's he called us to be? Who's he called yeah. to be? Right, right there. Followers of Christ. So let's apply that yeah. to our identity. How many, we've got the, yeah. the, the main issues today, and always, are identity issues. <laughs> yeah. Right? Everything then, under identity is under attack. And the source of pretty much, we say, most of emotional problems uh, are tied to an identity issue. issue. Right? I'm not be able to, I'm not resting in who God says I am, yeah. right? And so this question is where I have to just get real honest with God. Yeah. No, you've called me to be a follower of yours. Therefore, yeah. you call me to be a saint. You've called me to the fruit of the Spirit. You've mm-hmm. called me, as Timothy says, not to give with a spirit of fear, right, and timidity, yeah. but of what? Love and a sound mind yeah. and power. And, um, you know, to lay hold of that, right? Yeah. So this is where it comes down to faith, yeah. right? Uh, ultimately, I have to look at what God says and and make this big step of, wow, am I going to believe that or not, right? Yeah. And I mean, I think it starts with the little steps too, you know, just evaluating like, boom, like who do you, you know, I think so many people get their identity and their empowerment from what their friends say, mm-hmm. you know, especially in the younger generation. And I think it's true across all generations, but- Or what was, culture says, right? Yeah, or, or what, what culture, culture says. says, but culture is usually being vocalized by your peer group at times, especially if they're not rooted in Christ. But I was hanging out with one of Samuel's buddies and we were just talking about this and that. And I was like, hey, are you going to play basketball? And he was like, no, I'm just not mentally strong enough. And he's a good basketball player, but some of the other kids get in his head. Right. And I was like, bro, that's- you, you got to change your self-narrative. I'm like, my self-narrative comes from God, and I believe what God says about me. And he says I'm good, I'm strong enough, I'm powerful enough, and he will empower me to do it. And he was like, wow, you know. And then Samuel was like, wow, that was really deep, Dad. But I was <laughs> like, you know, it's like where do you get the story? You know, like are you letting other people speak into your identity that have no right to speak into your identity mm-hmm. outside of the fact that you're letting them because you're not taking your identity from the source of who made you? Yeah. This reminds me of the story where Jesus casts out the demon out of uh-huh. this man or woman. I don't remember, but it's this whole, like, there's nothing new in the sun almost kind of mentality. Of, yeah. Like, we have all this whole pronoun craziness these days, right? Yeah. And this demon inside this person literally says, we yeah. control you, right? Yeah. It was more than one spirit in this yeah. one person. And until Jesus was there and the person, like, you know, wanted saving, mm-hmm. that was cast out. Yeah. So it's just amazing. I mean, that was like like the man at the catacombs, right? You know, because Jesus, you know, spoke against it, and then it didn't leave, and then he was like, what do you call yourself? We are legion, for we are many. And then he threw something at it, and that's, Mm -hmm. you know, they got cast into the pigs. But, yeah, like, I mean, Satan's mastery of swaying us from what's most important isn't changing. Mm -hmm. And so he's attacking identity, and, like, this is a foundational question that... I can promise you, like, wow, this isn't your typical dinnertime conversation or coffee talk, but it should be our talk because we should be supporting each other. Well, we're living right now. It should break everybody's heart to yeah. see the fracturing and the absolute confusion around identity, identity right? Identity, yeah. 
at a level in all of history it's never mm-hmm. been at that we're experiencing right now and it should break our hearts uh, knowing that the gospel is the answer right yeah, the freedom absolutely. Um, but we need to self-evaluate ourselves in the church right because our what we're called to is love joy and peace now I could mm-hmm. go the rest of the fruit of the spirit yeah but boy where is the and, and throughout history the thing that set apart the Christian community was the joy of the person who believed in Christ yeah. because of resting in who they were regardless. Now, this is important. Regardless of their circumstances, right, uh, they had joy. They had the joy of the Lord. And and that is something immediately that gets people's attention. And, boy, we need a, we need a restoration of joy, right, today. So we need to, you know, all, all those things you're talking about, look, that confusion out there. Well, we... We have to reestablish, right, the foundation of identity of truly what it is to be a child of God in the temperament, right, uh-huh. of the fruit of the Spirit that goes with that. So we can speak, right, and, and be a, a, a real healthy witness, right, to the confusion out there today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like every person you talk to, I'm just like, well, I'm diagnosed with you know, depression. Yeah. <laughs> and look, well, I mean, you know, yeah. You're, you're a Christian, and I understand there is certain sorts of depression that, you know, can cause mental stuff, but, like, you... You have eternal life. You know the creator of earth. Like, what is, what are you so sad about? <laughs> you know, and that's controversial, but I, think, well, I mean, yeah. Thank you for bringing controversy to us. What but no, mean? absolutely. I mean, you know, you're, what you're saying is totally true. Like, you know, like how do, where do we put stock in? What is our foundation? Like, mm-hmm. no matter what I face, mm-hmm. I, I can overcome it because I am related to and part of and created by the overcomer of all things. Yeah, but do I believe that? But do you believe it? And am I willing to stake my faith, right, on that, regardless of my... And that's the definition of faith. That's what we have to understand, is regardless of circumstances, is, no, I believe that, and I'm going to stand on that, even if I'm not at first experiencing it, right? Yeah. And that's where our faith overrides feelings Mm -hmm. and emotion, is I have to let faith lead the way. Yeah. Um, You know, on that. And, um, And so, you know, let's go to the second part of this, is God won't will call me to do anything um, that he's not willing to empower me to do. Yeah. Right? So, uh, this same discussion, if, wow, God's called me to be holy, God's called me to be pure, right? Let's just take pornography, right? Yeah. No, I, I, you know, God's called me, blessed are the poor, the pure in heart, they shall see God. Yeah. What do I, you know, uh, and I have, we know God's will, for Thessalonians 4, his will is sanctification, it's holiness, mm-hmm. right? Purity. And uh, so how do I do that, right? He's called me to that purity, right? And you could throw anything, any addiction, any desire of the flesh yeah. in there. We all got them, right, at some level. And so the question comes, right, is this battering around, well, I need this process or that process. Faith, the real breakthrough comes where it's Jesus plus nothing. He's and I, where I put myself sacrificially upon him to say, Lord, I'm radically dependent. Right, blessed are the poor in spirit. There's the yeah. kingdom of God. I, I need you to empower me. It's a journey into an abiding relationship with God, yeah. and it's the faith to take that step ultimately yeah. towards that. Right. And our culture today, right, is one of just enablement, is keeping people just stuck and and thinking that you know grace is just right. Uh, it, the old statement that I can't stand is okay to not be okay. Yeah, you won't find that in the scripture. The whole reason Jesus came was because we're not okay, and we need to be okay to bring us a new life, right? Yeah. Now, if you mean by that statement that uh, I, I need, I can be authentic here, great, but it's never okay just to 
you know, not be okay, right? Yeah. Is that we can't leave people in that place, right? Jesus didn't come to leave people in the place of depression and everything else. He, he, yeah. brought, he what he, the promise was abundant life. Yeah. Abundant life. Mm-hmm. I mean, every time in the Bible you see someone that is depressed, because there's many examples, like let's just say for Elijah or Elijah, I don't remember what yeah. it was. But he's, you know, he's starving on the side of yeah. a dried river, right? And the only way he was taken out of that is God gave him his plan and his purpose, right? And, mm-hmm. and he took that and he, you know, yeah. set stuff and on fire. Who did he, well, who did he find? Yeah. He found a woman who was fixing to use the last little bit of flour and oil to make the last yeah. piece of bread so that her and her child could die. Right. Yeah. He, right. he put them with right. another person who was at the end of yeah. their ropes. And this is a real you important know. point, Luke Ibrahim, is that all yeah. through the scripture, there's nothing, we all, you know, we're talking about depression. Everybody's yeah. depressed. Yeah. Everybody yeah. goes through some kind of depression, and even the greatest saints in the whole world have been depressed, right? Yeah. The question is, what do I do with the depression? Absolutely. Right? Elijah is what I do with a. Everybody, we've had the experience of, man, we just wake up in the morning, I'm just blue. I'm just kind of down, or my, I'm stressed about something, or whatever. We all, those are, those are normal emotions. The question again is, what do I do with that emotion, right? And do I trust the Lord to move, to lay that, Lord? Uh, I lay my feelings, my emotions before you and trust that you're going to bring your fruit right the fruit of your spirit right yeah because here's the thing is none of us can actually create feelings yeah no right is is that but we are called and commanded to rejoice in the lord always i can rejoice that's the command yeah. and when i rejoice in the lord always and give thanks the scripture promises that will change right my countenance right and but i mean how you get your feelings is foundational right okay because i mean the entire counterfeit of the culture is to produce feelings from new products to new updates. I mean, and we think we yeah. are, but the, the lie is that I can change my feelings. And yes, it feels like, oh, I got a little door for, you know, a little yeah. whatever, you know, kick by that purchase or that experience or something. Yeah. But the, the problem is that actually makes it worse because I'm well, not dealing. It's a counterfeit. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's a counterfeit. Right. And so, like, going back to, like, you know, what you were talking about, like, you know, where do you think, like, you know, when you think about people your age, what was taught to you as far as what's foundation? Like, cornerstone. Like, this is what you build off of. Well, for me, it was, obviously, I was in, in the right scenario, but I think a lot of people, they're, yeah, they're basing everything off of themselves, uh-huh. and that's a huge burden because, like, if, I mean, this is pretty obvious, but you, you can't really go far with that. No. <laughs> well, no. along those lines, Luke, let me yeah. ask this. We'll just go to the second question is yeah. God's called us for his purpose, not ours. Mm. So in this context of this very, right, this very uh, uh, individualistic, isolated self, uh, you know, uh, um, culture today, um, individualities and isolations just on steroids, right? How, how do, with, and let's just focus maybe on the young generation, though it's all generations. Yeah. I mean, how, how do we, over. how do we, de- how how do we deal uh, and love people with that and wrestle, right, with that big thing? Because, boy, our culture just drives home you, you, it's, you, it, you know, you be you, all these statements, right, that just are absolutely contradictory. The gospel calls us, when God calls it, it's radically the opposite, you know, is it's for his purpose. I got to surrender. Yeah. What? No, you know, it's absolutely opposite of everything in our context of living today. So, just thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I go back to like depression, right? Even Christians will just hold on to it and use it as an excuse to live the way they do. When, I mean, the solution we're talking about here is handing over your life to God, right? That's going to solve all those problems. Which is not easy. Which is very hard. <laughs> um, so, I guess the question is like, how do we encourage and help people to do that? Exactly. 
And um, that's the walk of discipleship. Yeah. Right? That is yeah. the importance of discipleship, to walk long obedience in the same direction of walking and encouraging each other, right, for that life of following Christ and laying down, what do you say, losing my life so I can gain his life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, that's a, and that's a communal journey, not an individual journey, right? Exactly. It's doing what Jesus did with the twelve. Yeah, it's good. So, like, in that, though, I mean, it's like, you know, we got to go back to the equation. I know we're like, we don't ever like to say, okay, this plus this plus this equals this. But there are those times. I mean, it's like, yeah, Jesus never showed us an equation for do this and you're going to get that perfect healing or that response. But, I mean, it's like when I look at it as an equation, like, when I know that my identity comes from God and that God has equipped me to do whatever he's called me to do, now I can understand and receive his calling. I think so many people might understand they have a passion, they have something they thrive after, but they don't believe in their identity enough to be able to achieve it. And so you've got to always go back. I mean, it gets into, like, the first and the second greatest commandment, love your neighbor as yourself, like we've looked at before with John last week. Like, we can't love your neighbor good unless you love yourself good but loving yourself good is only going to come when you received who god says you are right mm-hmm. and then you're like i'm forgiven okay yeah I'm, I'm i'm forgiven i need to i need to grow past these shortcomings yeah. so that i do understand mm-hmm. that i'm loved and so now i can look at everybody else and say they deserve to be loved too mm-hmm. and they have shortcomings but i know the one who can raise them up out of their shortcomings raise them up out of their sin raise them up out of their myopic view into a bigger picture and so like you know when you get identity then you can then move to calling you can move to that purpose that's great that's great yeah i love what you said too like that calling and that purpose is for everybody, right? So yeah. many times, like I, I love how Jesus always brought up the Samaritans, right? Because mm. people were like, well, the Samaritans, they're just, yeah, they don't count, right? <laughs> <laughs> but he used them in so many examples, right? In parables and, and even talking to them. And like you were talking about, like sometimes we're traveling, we're like, well, this is a different culture. They believe what they believe and, you know, they might be right. And that's going back to like the me gospel, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, let me, and you just remind me of something I don't think I shared on Sunday, but one of the overwhelming things for me, uh, traveling, uh, you know, way across the other side of the world, yeah. was it didn't matter what culture it was. And again, we didn't see, I didn't see any Americans. It was Europeans, yeah. Eastern Europeans, Russians, uh, Arabs, Indians. I mean, every single culture, every yeah. single person was obsessed with selfies. It was un. Oh, it was un. The and they were not even trying to hide it. They would stop and pose, even in public, shamelessly. <laughs> and it was. It was a thousand times worse than I've seen anywhere in our culture. <laughs> and so, look how technology, right, mm-hmm. has crossed culture and brought everybody yeah. right. It, it, it's a control point. So yeah. that statement, right, technology always has a way of converging values down to the world's values. The whole aspect of social media, it is pushing everything out and moving everybody slowly and powerfully towards a world value system. And we see it around the world, right, today in a, in a, a growing, incredible way. Do you have something? Well, yeah, I mean, there's this new app called, um, I forgot what it's called, but essentially it's like, it's called Be Real. So you take a photo and I've a selfie every time. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's kind of cool, but yeah, yeah, it goes back to like, what am I doing right now? Yep. And just yeah. that whole comparison game, it's almost making it worse because now people know that's what they're really doing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So. Right. Or yeah. they're putting on their just how terrible yeah. they are, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, that's uh, getting this thinking that somehow that's going to be helpful, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like, you know, just the whole, like, you know, if you were just to do an Instagram search, hashtag selfies, like how many hits are out there? Because everybody takes a selfie. Mm. I mean, 
do you take selfies, Chris? <sighs> you know, maybe every now and then, <laughs> maybe, you know, with the kids, but never with myself, you know. I mean, yeah, because, it, you know, I'm like a, not a big social, I'm like trying to decompress yeah. and and I'm, I'm trying to what is it deconstruct my yeah. social <laughs> yeah. social media footprint out there right now <laughs> you know like yeah. I, I was like taking images in my based you know my mm-hmm. cover photo off of facebook and somebody texted me like hey i think your facebook's been hacked like everything's <laughs> disappearing i'm like yeah. no that's me doing that <laughs> it, you know just remind me of another story i was sitting in yeah. a coffee shop just kind of like going and just yeah. observing culture and all that i think i shared just all the the single people working remotely from around the world you Absolutely. know just on this individual journey and i'm sitting there and i always if i i just always do this if you open up a bible paper bible yes it gets attention it's unbelievable the power in it and again there's well, another thing up the truth yeah it's there so <laughs> it's light but then i have this thing called remarkable which is yeah. this little it, it's a it's like a paper pad that is, you know feels like paper but it's electronic but it's not an ipad right yeah. so i'm sitting there and i can just tell right people are people are like looking what what's going on over you know yeah. what, what is that i you know <laughs> And always somebody will – almost always I engage with somebody because yeah. somebody says, hey, you know, are you a Christian or what is that yeah. or something? So I knew this couple was just – they were just constantly – the guy was looking, looking. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, all right, this is going to be awesome. I have this great conversation. <laughs> Finally, he gets up. And I was just laughing because I knew it was coming. Yeah. And he gets up, comes over. And I'm like, this is great, right? And he, what does he do? He goes, hey, man, I, wait, can I take a picture of that pad? That's the coolest technology. Thing. What is <laughs> yeah. that thing? And I got the Bible right, right here. There. And I just thought, wow, there it you know, yeah. is. Uh, mm-hmm. I did get a chance to kind of engage with him. But um, I, anyway, I just thought that was kind of interesting. The te- yeah. What is grabbing people's attention? Yeah. You know? No, it's definitely the tech. I mean, it's like even with me just having the iPad Pro, you know, everybody looks at it like, that's really big. I'm like, well, yeah, it's the iPad Pro, you know, so it is bigger, you know, it's bigger than your traditional iPad. But, but yeah, but I mean, it's like the selfie thing moving us into like, let me just throw out the last question here. I'll throw it to you, Luke. Just this, and this is the one that's gotten the most kickback, and it should. You know, is when we evaluate our faith, the thing I have to think about is, do I believe that God is willing to do for me what he's done for anybody else? And, and this gets really, you know, uh, well, is God willing to part the sea for me? Mm-hmm. Right? Like he did yeah. for Moses? Well, no. And that, uh, well, if, if uh, I would, my answer to that would be, well, if, if God called you to deliver people out of Egypt, yes. <laughs> you yeah. know? So it has to be in context with these other questions. God's called you for his purpose, not yours, right? It all goes back to what's his will, right? What's his will, right? Yeah. You know, but I throw it your way. Just uh, thoughts on that is just as we evaluate our faith and just all the comparison today, right? Mm-hmm. Technology, social media has mm-hmm. elevated, right? And this has killed, right? image and identity and all that stuff but talk to me about this thought when we work it into our faith god will do for me anything he's done for anybody else i'm gonna let that encourage bolster me keep me from comparison it's it's an encouragement too but it's all it's also scary in a way too right because we think of we mean to think of yeah walking on water and healing the sick and moving mountains right but then we also think about the stories of job (laughs) <laughs> or of Jesus, right? Yeah. What what did he let happen to his own son, right? Mm-hmm. And we think of the persecution that he allows to happen. And so it really just puts God's love on like a different level in the sense of like this is for eternity, not just for where you are right now, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so... That's that's excellent. And again, we're Romans 8, 30. I mean, we could go throughout scripture to back this up, right? Uh, how If he's given us his son, Romans 8, 32, how much more will he give with his son us all things. Mm-hmm. Wow, you know, um, 
So I, I just think I know in my life, right, that I, I take a look at people or situations, and we all do this, right? The covenant. I get, oh, why don't I have that? Or why didn't I have that experience? Or why didn't I blah, 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 you know? Yeah. And uh, why don't I look like that? Or, you know, you name it, right? And that just sends us down a spiral, the enemy just. And think about young people today, how much of that self focus they are rather than that faith saying oh i gotta change i gotta flip things around lord you'll do for me anything you've done for anybody else you're my god my portion is you and my inheritance is from you yeah right Mm -hmm. Um, i mean even if we look at you know influential christian people these days they they have this image of you know perfect life big family Mm -hmm. all these things and we're like well god you did it for them. Like, what's going on here? Right. right. <laughs> so I, we can. We, I think a lot of people can definitely relate to that. Absolutely. We. I. I yeah. I. Uh, when I preached this the first at this conference uh, last weekend, somebody that was longing looked at scripture and uh, was longing. You know, made the comment that look, the Lord made every woman who was barren have a child. Yeah. What about me? Wow. That's where the rubber. That's where faith and rubber meets the road, right? Yeah. Uh, it's a big, big question, right? So that's where that can go real deep, real quick when we bring it into right our our life and what 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 we believe. And again, everything goes back to your will, Lord. Mm-hmm. Right? I need to sacrifice. I need your will, right? That's yeah. best. But I mean, you know, but it does start. It starts with. Are we willing to sell our identity and what culture says our identity should be for God's will for our identity? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what has he called me to be? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I feel like I walk in that pretty well. Like, I'm not a Steve Woodrow. Mm-hmm. I'm a Chris Henderson. Mm-hmm. I'm not a senior pastor. I'm a youth pastor. Mm-hmm. I'm not always a vision caster, but I'm a producer. You know, and then when you when you walk into the will that God has for your identity, that's that first thing that really so has to huge. happen because you can't get right. into right. what is God's will for my life if right. you're not being yeah. who He's yeah. willing you to be. Yeah, it, it's such a big deal, right? Yeah. Is the the transition that takes place and transformation when I'm not limited any longer by comparing. I want to be like that, yeah. but I go straight to God with my purpose, Lord. Simple. What have you called yeah. me to do? And that means there's no limit on it. Yeah. I'm going to wait on you to form my calling and my identity, mm-hmm. not right yeah. uh, everything around me. That is when God moves big time because he usually throughout history takes the unknown. <laughs> yeah. Right. He's all about taking the one. His eyes look to and fro. Whoever is hungry, right, for him, mm-hmm. devoted to him, he's willing to come, move heaven, right, to do something great through. So um, that's exciting. Right. I mean, that, that's cool. that, yeah. you know. I mean, you know, looking at that in Scripture, you know, it's like the man at the pool. You know, there's all the sick people, and they're all staring at the pool. Mm -hmm. But Jesus only healed one of them. He healed the man who had been, you know, lame for like 30-some-odd years. Mm -hmm. I have to envision that his eyes cast from the water Mm -hmm. to Jesus. Even though when Jesus said, hey, do you want to get well? He was like, well, there's no one there to help me into the pool when the water stirs, you know. But I'm like, Jesus singled him out. I mean, I just feel like his eyes had to leave that my hope is in the water stirring to my hope could be in him, yeah. you know. And so it's like, you know, when do we take our whatever our eyes are focused on is like, that's going to give me identity. That's going to give me purpose and say, no, I got to just keep it on God. Yeah, it's good. 
I mean, so yeah. hard because everyone else is looking at that water, right? Well, yeah, everybody else is <laughs> looking at that water. But, I mean, that is one of the few healings in the Gospels where there wasn't an ex- a lifting up of, like, praise and amazement. Like, it kind of happened, and then it just disappeared because right. everybody was still looking at the water. Right. It goes back to what is our faith in, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's you know. good. But, I mean, so, yeah, so these are the three questions. God will, or statements, God will never ask you to be someone or to do something he is not willing to empower us to be and do. God called us for his purposes, not ours. And God is willing to do for us anything he has done for anyone else. Any one of these can be like just a, a major conversation starter where you take it deeper. Yeah, and, and I think you know? as always, we say yeah. go test that with Scripture. Yeah. Right? I mean, obviously we back that with some oh, things. Absolutely. First John and Romans, but I say to anyone, if you're sitting there like, I've had a couple of conversations, I, I just don't, you know, I don't believe that. I experience that. It's like, okay, <laughs> that's, this is a great start of honesty. Yeah. Now dive in. What does God's Word say? Yeah. And so go on a journey, right? Well, no, I mean, that's going back to like, if you're saying... Go to the scripture saying, go to God. Right. You know, what does his word say to us? Because that's, you know, right. that's just his revelation to us. Like, yeah, he will. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to breakthrough only comes when God's word and faith combine, right? Yeah, that's it. God's word and faith combine. Fantastic. Right. Fantastic. Well, hey, thank you so much for listening to this Root Issues with all three of us back in-house. Um, back. Hope this was a midweek jolt. If you want those questions, if you couldn't get them, you can definitely watch the message Steve gave on Sunday, or you can always email us at rootissues at ccaspen.com. Would love to hear your feedback. If you ever want, like, the questions sent to you so that you can take it deeper, if you've got anything you want to bounce our way, we'd be happy to hear from you. Until next time, I'm Chris. I'm Luke. Steve. And we will hope that you will have a blessed week.